0: Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophoris. Thanks for listening and remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Spotify has become the latest unicorn to make its Wall Street debut, but it did so without the protection of a standard IPO. The music streaming service offered shares through what's called a direct listing on the New York Stock Exchange. Joining me on this podcast now is Santosh Rayo. He is head of research at Manhattan Venture Partners. So good to have you on the podcast, Santosh.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And I know that you have covered Spotify for years now. You've been following the company closely. Why did they decide to do a direct listing versus a traditional IPO?
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's been debated uh, why why exactly they did that. Uh, One argument is that they had some internal reasons where they had a convertible debt and in order to get it to market and this was the right way to do it, you know. So I think that's one argument. But on the other hand, I think they felt that The price discovery is not difficult. We've been disclosing our numbers for a long time. People know who we are. uh, And we want to democratize the whole thing. You know, we we feel everybody should have a fair shot at this. Uh, So they're pretty much coming to market and saying, this is who we are. No games. We're not playing the banking games where you have a small supply and shoot it up. And then, you know, all that supply demand issues. This is who we are. If someone wants to sell, sell. There's no lockups. Someone wants to buy, buy. So I think you see you will see some near-term volatility like all IPOs do, in this case more so because there's no banker to really guide you. But they will give you a range. The bankers are supposed to kind of give you kind of guardrails a little bit in terms of where the stock should trade initially. So I think you'll have some sense of where the supply demand is at that point. So so we'll see uh, how it, how it plays out.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the first time a direct listing has been attempted on such a large scale. You usually see direct listings happen when companies are spun off and such. Do you think that this could be um, the way forward for a number of larger companies who want to come to market but don't necessarily do so because they need cash?
1: Yeah, uh, I think even though this might be very successful, uh, it's not a clear thing that it's not a given that the other companies will follow it. Uh, The nature of this business, it's a streaming business, they're best of breed here. Uh, The other businesses are not that well-defined uh, so we have to really wait and see how this plays out. Uh, overall, I think the bankers do play a big role. Uh, and especially for a company such as Airbnb and Uber, when there is so much discrepancy, not discrepancy, but so many uh, views on the valuation, I think you really want some some guidance from the bankers as to where exactly they think it should be. In this case, it's very clear for some reason because it's the best of breed streaming company. Pandora has already been there, so I think people know exactly what streaming is. Netflix has been doing, so there's some markers out there in terms of streaming revenues, streaming business. But in the uh, Uber and other stuff, uh, Uber, Lyft, and Airbnb, which is the sharing economy companies, not many have come to market and they're huge. Their, their valuations are very big, so very large. So I think there you will. see some caution. But let's wait and see. Let's not jump the gun. If it's a very smooth operation, we're market really digested the whole IPO very well. I think that you might see that with other companies as well.
0: What about the valuation for Spotify? Uh, is it, is it uh, warranted? Because yes, uh, they are. It's a growth story for them, and there is still growth. Uh, there is revenue coming in, yet they also have high costs. There is some litigation uh, within the music industry uh, because of what some consider their low royalty payments. Uh, they're, they're moving into very expensive real estate in lower Manhattan, for World Trade Center. Uh, they're spending a bundle on that. Is that a concern? How does that play into the valuation?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, the CFO's comments in the recent analyst meeting, I think, are very important. They said they're going for market share at this point, and that's the game right now because with Apple, Google, and Amazon nipping away at their heels, they really need to get out there, capture the mind share and market share before it's too late. I mean, it is music is a commoditized business, but the incremental... Listener is going to come to your ecosystem based on the listening experience and those small things at the margin. How seamless is it? How how interesting is it? How sticky is it? You know, all those things are very important. The targeted ads, the targeted curated personalized playlists, mm-hmm. which uh, Spotify prides on, I think that's important. I think that's where Spotify is winning at the margin. Uh, they have they're delivering that. Apple is catching up, but it's still a long way to go. The general consensus is that Apple is still very klutzy, not very efficient, not very seamless. They're catching up, but there's not as easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, uh, and this is designed for Android, Spotify is. It's a very mobile native platform, uh, and that's great. And the rest of the world is really Android platforms. Apple Music, for some reason, is not that clean and efficient on the Android platforms as it is on the iOS. And that's a big thing, because the rest of the world is all on ad- Android, or majority of it is. I think that's where Spotify will capitalize on on inter- in vis-a-vis Apple. So we'll have to see where that goes, but I think... Uh, to answer exactly what was your original The valuation question. Yeah, so the valuation question is, what do you pay a company that's growing at a 30% compounded growth rate? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I mean, the, the user base is growing at 30%. The premium base is growing close to 50%. So they're coming into this IPO with strong momentum.
0: Already have 70 million paid subscribers.
1: 70 million paid. They might... Closing in on 100 million, they said 90 by the end of this year, 91. So I think they're growing very fast and getting premium users is not easy. I mean that's tough. You know you got to paying 9.99, but the biggest thing is the value proposition is still there. You know it's all 9.99 everywhere. So I think these guys and they have kind of segmented the market as well. They have student rates, they have family rates, so they're capturing them early. Mm-hmm. Uh, The stickiness is very high, like I said. So the valuation, I think, is justified. Maybe they won't get a Netflix valuation, which is kind of on the eight times, uh, or uh, Sirius Radio, uh, which is, but if you combine those three and put it in a basket, I think you're looking at a valuation of about five times forward forward revenue. Mm-hmm. So I think if you do that, uh, you can easily see a valuation closer to 30 billion uh, from here. Right now, based on the last few trades, it looks like 25 billion as it comes to market. But you can easily see within 12 months going. 30 to 35, I would say. But based on that, we don't, we don't give out price targets. Mm-hmm. But I think the trajectory that the company is on, uh, you can see the valuation getting up there.
0: But what about competition from Apple and from Amazon? Yes, they, they are behind Spotify now, but they are part of the ecosystem. And if you are part of the Amazon world, if you're part of the Apple world, doesn't that just naturally give those companies an edge over a Spotify?
1: See, intuitively, you're right. That makes sense. you know. Once you're part of the Apple ecosystem, everything will, you know, you're in there and you can do so many other things other than music. But I think music is such a personal experience and, and Spotify is very agnostic. It can be on any platform. It's very efficient. So you can be on Apple, still be on Apple and still get Spotify. So it's not like it's either this or that and it's not a zero sum game. Even if Apple wins one, it doesn't mean Spotify is going to lose. Mm-hmm. There's enough to go around. I mean, they're right now in 61 countries. Uh, they've only penetrated 13% of the addressable market that they are in, which is close to $3 billion, uh, which is going to be $3 billion, which is the pay, uh, payment-enabled smartphones worldwide. That's where the market is expected to go. So
0: you see most of their growth coming internationally than outside the U.S.?
1: Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where the next uh, leg up is in terms of international growth. But the U.S. is also a still untapped market. You're seeing a lot of people convert from the terrestrial radio coming into digital radio. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, Pandora, Spotify, and Apple Music play. So the, so, the, so the trend is moving towards digital. So the uh, the linear radio, which is the terrestrial radio, is about 14 billion ad market, 28 billion worldwide. So I think these, these companies would solely nip away at that ad market and bring people in. So there's still growth to be had here in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside is where the bigger market is. India is still untapped. China with the Tencent relationship, I'm sure there will be some synergy, some cooperation there into you China would think, as well. Yes. Yeah. So I think uh, Tencent, I think, cannot be underplayed. They they're a big investor here, 10, percent and they're not going to sell in this IPO. Right. So uh, so I think that's a good anchor there. So I think. Spotify has all the ducks in the right place. Mm-hmm. It's their market share to lose. It's their uh, mind share to lose. I think they need to execute.
0: You know, the saying goes, as Spotify goes, so goes the music industry. Uh, how much are the music labels, uh, the Sonys and Warner Music, watching uh, their, their Wall Street debut?
1: They are watching very closely. Uh, You you have to remember, these labels are also part owners of Spotify. That's right. So it's kind of in their best interest to make... uh,
0: They have, what, a 18% interest or thereabouts?
1: Yeah, and it's become billions now because of the valuation. So I think uh, they want Spotify to succeed. But on the other hand, they don't want Spotify to eat their lunch, so to speak. So (laughs) so it's like a delicate line. Uh, And at the end of the day, streaming is the growth engine of music, uh, the music industry and Spotify is the leader in streaming. So I think you have to play with these guys. You have to work constructively with Spotify, make sure they succeed, and they succeed with them, you know, the labels.
0: For a lot of the music artists, it was sort of us against them, right? Especially when these services were new. Uh, Some of them are still saying that, you know, the royalties that they are paying are quite low. But do you feel like the the music industry has redeemed itself? I mean, I I read the most recent stat I saw was people are spending more time streaming music. I think it's 32 hours a month, up from 23 and a half. Mm -hmm. So uh, has the belief been restored in the music industry again?
1: I think the artists and the labels have recognized the power of streaming services. Uh, that's, That's the new medium. Uh, that's how music is consumed. Uh, and that's where it's going. It's going to be more and more as the smartphones get in, uh, very efficient, as they get penetrate more worldwide, uh, the speeds get better and the clarity gets better. I think music is just going to be as good as being at home. So I think that's the beauty of it. So the product is great. Now it's who gets what is the issue at this point. And I think music labels have realized that this is a good. Even the artists, I think, have recognized that the revenue that you get overall, over a long term, mm-hmm. uh, it's spread out. That's the big difference. When you sell a CD, the money is right there in your bank account. Here, it's spread out. So, if you're a good artist, you will get it. Unless you're Taylor Swift and all that, very great artists who can really command uh, a huge following and huge sales. Very few can really command that much. So, streaming is really where they should be. Uh, it comes in uh, trickles, but it really adds up to millions uh, over the, over a period of time. So a good artist, established artist, plus new artists. For new artists, this is a boon. You know, you get playlists, you get recognized, you get uh, full uh, exposure to a wide audience. So I think it's net-net win for everyone.
0: What are some of the headwinds, though, that you see, maybe not just for Spotify, but for companies like Spotify.
1: Yeah, the headwinds is, uh, I think we have to see how the big guys really, are they going to underprice Spotify? At some point, you really need to show a path to profitability. Uh, at this point, they're still paying a lot of money out. They're, they pay out 70 cents on a dollar mm-hmm. right now in royalties and uh, rights. So I think they need to work constructively and bring that down. Uh, so if the labels play hard and uh, they don't stick with them and, or they have their own services, uh, I think that's going to be a headwind for them. Uh other than that, I don't see a big problem. Uh, there is no other medium that's really threatening them at this point. Uh, I think it's there. It's it's Right now, it's open. All, all bets are off, and uh, it's for people out there to go out and get market share. And
0: at the end of the day, it is how much investors believe in your business model. Look at Amazon. Amazon spends a whole bunch of money on R&D, and yet they have uh, they have investors behind them.
1: Yeah. So I think it's investors have to bet on the future and the future is you know uh, spotify becoming a two-sided market they can get very big right now they have close to 200 million if they get to 300 million 400 million. That's a sizable number and nothing to sneeze at. And so these labels will recognize them and they can get into adjacent markets. You have podcasts, you have video. Video is still untapped for these guys. So they can do some original programming down the road. Right now there are some restrictions based on their uh, contracts with the labels. But down the road, and these contracts are really two to three years. So down the road I think they if they can come up with a formula where they can do some independent stuff and also work closely with the labels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know in what Shape that uh, relationship will come through. But I think if they can do that, I think that's a win win for us.
0: Upside potential there. I want to switch gears and talk about another unicorn that went public recently, and that's Dropbox. They went the old fashioned way, a regular IPO, but it really was a a textbook successful IPO. Would you categorize it as
1: such? Absolutely. It was a classic IPO playbook uh, where you get a small supply. Big demand, a lot, high high demand, and keep raising the midpoint of the price range. Mm-hmm. That gives the appearance of tremendous momentum, tremendous demand. And then you come to market, and sh- it gets off. Uh, it gets that. Normally, it's 20 to 25 percent pop. In this case, they got 40 percent, which is great. Which goes to show a few things. One is that there is spent-up demand for IPOs, tech IPOs. I mean, you've 2015, 16 we're kind of on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think now it, things are opening up. And that's great, because uh, these are good companies, high-growth companies, uh, doing their thing. Uh, Dropbox, you can argue that's probably late to market, pretty late to IPO. They were the leaders in kind of consumerizing uh, uh, the enterprise software. I mean, they got it to the consumer's press, and they've cornered the consumer market pretty Mm -hmm. well. But I think uh, now everyone has that. The core business is commoditized. So now they're getting into collaboration and in other areas, and that's they're looking for growth. Looking for growth, and the next up leg up is going to be the enterprise market. So that's that's a big different game. That's where Microsoft, Google, Amazon, everyone plays in that market. So I think that's going to be a challenge. The sales cycles are longer. It costs more to uh, complete the uh, enterprise deals. So I think you have to wait and see what the next leg up is. But at this point, coming into this market. They had the momentum behind them. They crossed the billion-dollar threshold, which used to traditionally be the marker for, you know, IPOs, which was really great to come to IPO with that. So, yeah, they have the momentum there, but let's see how they can take that consumer base, how they leverage that, and kind of increase the monetization rate. Right now, it's only two percent of their whole base. Uh, they have six hundred million, but only eleven million really pay for it. So they need increase. They need to increase that uh, conversion rate. Mm-hmm. So there are challenges ahead. They can do it. They'll get the benefit of doubt at least for one or two quarters. Right. Market will see. Hey, if they don't perform, uh, if they don't deliver and give the clear path to uh, moving forward, and uh, I mean they are cash flow positive and all that, but they need to see. Uh, a nice growth ahead uh, that they can tackle the competitive landscape. So uh, one or two. But for one or two quarters, you'll see the stock trading very well because they'll get the benefit of doubt.
0: Yeah, especially after an IPO like that, for yeah. sure, they'll get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But they have a lot to live up to now as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. They have a lot. Um,
0: we talk, of of course, about these unicorns. They sort of steal the headlines. But what about mid-sized companies? Uh, are they going public at a good clip in 2018?
1: Mid-size, it depends on how you define that, you know. So we'll have to wait and see what, uh, I think, at, at the very high level, Dropbox, Spotify, DocuSign behind them, Zorro uh, later on, this has really opened the IPO window wider, and that's good. Because exits, we, we, are, we trade and we do research and we uh, make a market in private companies. And the big thing there is exits, There's no liquidity. So when you invest in private companies at a very early stage, you're expecting an exit in like seven years, eight years. But lately, private companies have been staying private for much longer. Right. Ten years, 15 years in one or two cases. So that's a long wait. People's monies are locked up. So I think in this, when the exits come, that opens up the whole IPO window, and that's good. And it's good for the whole IPO market. It's good for capital markets because then the money gets circulated back into new startups and new other areas. So it's a very healthy thing. Mm -hmm. So we are rooting for uh, Dropbox and Spotify to do very well and all the others to do well because we need a healthy IPO market. So full disclosure,
0: uh, Manhattan Venture Partners does have a stake in Spotify?
1: No, we don't own, own, own us any stake. Uh, we, we Actually, we have two funds that we run. They're all-star funds. So we have a small position there for clients. Uh, we buy for them. So uh, a personal money on a proprietary money, we don't invest, mm-hmm. but we do for clients.
0: Okay. Well, Santos Reo, thank you so much for, uh, for spreading some light onto all of these big IPOs that we've been seeing come to market and many more to come, we hope. Uh, Santos Reo, thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.